and welcome back to the high tooth. Today I'll be going over pharmacology while reviewing for the dental hygiene board exam. And as always, I apologize for any mispronunciations or any wrong facts as this is the high tooth and not the right tooth. So let's get right to it then with pharmacology. We'll start with controlled substances or the Controlled Substances Act administered by the DEA. Schedule 1 is the highest abuse potential, no accepted medical use. Examples include heroin and LSD. Schedule 2, high abuse potential, written prescription with signature only, no refills. Examples include morphine, codeine alone, so only if it's just plain codeine, not Tylenol and codeine. Amphetamines, oxycodone and Vicodin. Combination of acetaminophen and hydrocodone is what Vicodin is. And remember, those are Schedule 2, high abuse potential, and they require a written prescription with signature only, no refills. And those include morphine, codeine when it's alone, amphetamines, oxycodone, and Vicodin. Schedule 3 drugs are moderate abuse potential, may phone in, and have 5 refills in 6 months. So Schedule 3 has a moderate abuse potential, it may be phoned in, and has 5 prescription refills in 6 months. Examples of these include Tylenol 3, which is a combination of acetaminophen and codeine. Schedule, schedule 4 has lower abuse potential and may be phoned in, 5 prescriptions in 6 months, and examples include Valium and Darwin. Schedule 5 is the lowest abuse potential and some may be available over the counter and these include codeine containing cough medications but these will not be over the counter. The log dose effect is a therapy is a graph that shows the relationship between the dose of a drug and the response. It kind of has an S shape to it. So you picture a plateau at the top a sharp incline and then a plateau at the bottom. The therapeutic range is where the dose is increasing sharply. So the therapeutic range is the part of the graph where the line is very steep vertically. The maximum response is where the curve plateaus or flans out over the top and that is the maximum response. Then we have potency which is the thermological effect or Potency is the pharmacological activity of a drug related to a dose, the amount of a drug necessary to produce an effect. Potency is greater when dose is smaller. Let me repeat that. Potency is greater when dose is smaller. Efficacy. Maximum response of a drug regardless of the dose. A way I remember potency is... You only need a few shots of hard liquor to get drunk because it is more potent than beer where you need a lot more ounces of the liquid to get drunk because the potency of the vodka is stronger. Onset, the time it takes for the drug to have an effect. Duration is the length of time that the drug has an effect. So onset is the time it takes to take effect and duration is how long it is taking effect for. Half-life is one measure of duration, the amount of time necessary for a drug to fall one half of its original blood level. So routes and administration of the drug. The route of administration affects both the onset and the duration. 
two major groups, eternal and perennial. The Eden enteral way is placed directly into the GI tract, either orally or through the rectal route, and that is internal is placed directly into the GI tract or the oral route or the rectal route. The perennial, so the one that starts with the P, bypasses the GI tract, and that one is either through the IV, through the muscle, SQ, which is like a local anesthetic, intradermal, inhalation, topical, sublingual. So if it's not going in the mouth or the butt, it starts with the P in the parental one, and if it's in the mouth or the butt, it's enteral. So this is going over the oral route of administration, so through the mouth, so such as pills or like liquid Pepto-Bismol, Motrin for kids. It is the safest and least expensive and most convenient. Large area of absorption in the small intestine. Less predictable blood levels. And drug inactivation by acid enzymes or first pass effect. And the first pass effect occurs when orally administered drugs initially pass through the hepatic portal circulation liver, which reduces the amount of effective drug. Drugs with a high first pass effective larve have a large oral to parental dose ratio. This means they require a large oral dose. So if the first pass effect takes a big effect on the drug, it requires a large oral dose because much of the drug is being absorbed through the liver on the first pass. The rectal route of administration has poor patient acceptance, as you can imagine. Um, it can be from creams, anema, may be used if a patient is vomiting or unconscious, and has poor or irregular absorption rectally. We have IV or intravascular, and it produces the most rapid drug response for best for emergency situations. That's your intravascular route through IV produces the most rapid drug response and is best for emergency situations. It is more predictable for the blood levels. Absorption phase is the bypass. Disadvantages include phlebitis, irreversibility, and allergies. So once you put it in, you can't take it out. Intramuscular, also known as IM, method of administration provides sustained effect. Absorption due to high blood flow in skeletal muscle. Massaging muscle will increase the drug's absorption. And deltoid and the gluteal muscles are common injection sites for this type of administration, which is intramuscular. Subcutaneous, which is used to administer proteins products. Insulin is administered subcutaneously. It is inactivated by the GI acid enzymes. Local anesthetic in dentistry is also delivered in this method, and side effects may include sterile abscess or hematoma. The intradermal method of administration includes an injection into the dermis of the skin. Example of this would be like a TB skin test. Inhalation provides rapid delivery across large surface area of respiratory mucosa. Asthma inhalers, nitrous oxide, and a good old hit of weed would be examples of these. This is the high tooth after all. We have the topical administration method, which includes drug applied to the direct surface body. 
So taking a drug and putting it right on the skin or the mucosa. It is most effective in non-keratinized areas as these have less defense for absorption. Use when local effect is desired, so when you only want that area affected. Topical drugs require an increase in concentration, so they have more drugs parts per million than the other forms. And it's contraindicated in ulcerated, burned, or abraded surfaces. And again, that was a topical method of administration, which is most most effective in non-keratinized areas. We have pharmacokinetics, which is the study of how a drug enters the body, circulates in the body, and leaves the body. ADME, remember that, ADME, absorption, distribution, metabolism, and elimination are the four major forms of pharmacokinetics. Absorption includes the transfer of a drug from the site of administration to the bloodstream. Rate and efficacy is dependent upon the route of administration. IV administered drugs bystep the absorption phase. Lipid-soluble drugs move across most biological membranes by diffusion and may by- bypass the blood-brain barrier. barrier. That's lipid-soluble drugs may pass the blood-brain barrier, many cannot. Small intestine is the most important for absorption of oral drugs. That is, the small intestine is the most important area for absorption of oral drugs. Distribution is a process by which a drug leaves the body stream and enters the body systems. That's distribution is the process by which a drug leaves the body stream and enters the body systems. Drugs are distributed to organs with the highest blood flow. Oral dose to liver, sublingual, dose to heart. So the oral dose gets distributed in the liver, sublingual dose gets distributed to the heart. Drugs may be bound to proteins in blood, especially plasma, albumin. Metabolism. The breaking down of a drug for its removal from the body, also known as biotransformation. Liver is the most important site for metabolism of drugs. Elimination. The removal of the drug from the body. Drug elimination terminates the drug effects. Kidney is the most important organ for renal excretion. Or kidney is the most important organ in its renal excretion. Other routes include liver, lungs, bile, GI, sweat, milk, saliva, and cervicular fluid. Adverse drug reactions include side effects, which are dose-related reaction that is not part of the desired therapeutic action. Toxic effects occurs when the desired effect is excessive, also dose-related. So toxic effects are dose-related. Allergy, hypersensitivity response to a drug to which the patient was previously exposed, and this one is not dose-related. Allergy is not dose-related. Idiosyncrasy is an abnormal response that is usually genetically determined. Idiosyncrasy is an abnormal response to a drug that is usually genetically determined. Teratogenetic effect is a casual relationship between the drug use of a mother and congenital abnormalities. Local effect. Effects occurring in the site of administration. Examples include pain or irritation at an injection site.
Now we'll go over the automatic nervous system, or the ANS, functions without conscious effort, so it's automatic. This controls your blood pressure, pulse, respiration, body temperature, and salivary gland secretion. There's two different forms of the ANS. You have the sympathetic automatic nervous system, and you have the parasympathetic automatic nervous system, also known as SANS for the sympathetic version and parasympathetic is known as PANS. One way to remember which one is which is parasympathetic is PANS when it's spelled out P-A-N-S, P-A-N-S, PANS, and it's rest and digest and you use PANS to eat. I don't know if that works for you, but it works for me, so we'll roll with it. We'll start by going over the sympathetic automatic nervous system, also known as S-A-N-S, and this is your flight or fight emergency crisis situation so your increased blood pressure through vasoconstriction increased heart rate dilates bronchiolites for improved bleeding dilates pupils may reduce salivary flow pregalenotic neurotransmitter acetylcholine postoglogenic neurotransmitter and adrenal gl- drugs now we'll go over the parasympathetic nervous system, which is P-A-N-S. Again, rest and digest. You digest food that you eat from cooking it in pans. P-A-N-S is associated with the rest and digest. So this is your normal resting activity. You have increased blood flow to your digestive organs. It accelerates paracelasis, constricts bronchioles, constricts the pupils, increases saliva flow to help with the digestion. Remember that when you're digesting food, the saliva is part of that, so that is part of the pan, so you'll have increased saliva flow of that, and the exact opposite in the sympathetic automatic nervous system. And you have chlorogenic drugs, which are parasympathetic nervous system simulators. So now we'll go over andronic drugs. Adrenergic drugs. Effects the mimic and this effects mimic the sympathetic nervous system. So the effects of angioric drugs mimic the sympathetic automatic nervous system. Example medications will be venetolin or albuterol, which is inhaler used to treat asthma. Albuterol is used to treat asthma. Epinephrine is used to treat anaphylactic reaction. Epidephrine is also used to treat local anesthetic solutions as a vasoconstrictor. Epidephrine also used in cardiac arrest to stimulate heart muscles. Dopamine is used to treat shock and low blood pressures in Parkinson's. Dopamine is used for shock, low blood pressure, and Parkinson's. Adverse effects include anxiety, fear, tremor, headache, cardiac cardiac arrhythmia, arrhythmia, cardiac arrhythmia, so an, a natural heartbeat, hypertension, xerostomia, dry mouth, avoid adrenic drugs with enigma, uncontrolled hypertension, and uncontrolled hyperthyroidism. For the most part, if it's hyper and uncontrolled or hypo and uncontrolled, you can just count out most things as else be contraindicated with many things. Then, 
Adrenic blocking drugs will do the exact opposite. They are used to treat arrhythmia, hypertension, angia pancreatitis, glaucoma, microgial infraction, and they may block alpha or beta receptors. Alpha stimulation constricts arteries. A equals arteries, increasing BP, so alpha increases the blood pressure. Beta 1 stimulates the heart, cardiac output, increasing the blood pressure. Beta 2s are found in many areas, increasing blood pressure, dilates smooth muscles, and other action. Remember, beta 1 is heart. 1 heart, heart is the most important. 2 can be found in many areas, including the lungs, and we have 2 lungs. Examples of these drugs include doxazosin, also known as Cardura, an alpha blocker used to treat hypertension. Endural, which is a non-selective beta blocker to treat hypertension, so it blocks both beta-1 and beta-2, resulting in more adverse effects. So the non-selective beta blockers have more adverse effects as they block both type 1 and type 2. We have tenamorin, atenolol, selective beta blocker used to treat hypertension. Lepresol, which is metoprolol, selective beta blocker to treat hypertension block only beta-1 receptors, therefore fewer side effects associated with oppressor. Timoptic is used to treat glycoma. Tactoptic is used to treat glycoma. Again, I apologize for the pronunciations. This is the high tooth, not the right tooth. Cholinderic drugs effects mimic the parasympathetic nervous system. So, Cholinergic drugs effects mimic the parasympathetic nervous system, so those will be increasing the rest and digest. Examples of these drugs include pilocapcin, which is used to increase saliva in patients with Sojourn's syndrome, that is pilocarpine, is used to increase saliva flow in patients with Sjorn's syndrome, S-J-O-G-R-E-N-S syndrome, Sjorn's syndrome. It is also used to treat patients with glaucoma, that is, pilacorpin is used for glaucoma and to increase salivary flow with Sjorn's syndrome. The adverse effects of these kinds of drugs include blood, salivation, Lacrimation, urination, and defecation. Slud. Adverse effects for chlorhydric drugs. Anti-cholinergic drugs. These drugs block the parasympathetic nervous system. Examples of these drugs include atropine, which used to decrease the saliva flow for dental patients. Imodium used to treat diarrhea, scopolamine to treat motion sickness, dramamine also used to treat motion sickness. Adverse reactions include blurred vision, bladder retention, constipation, along with dry mouth. Analgesic drugs, pain medication, analgesic drugs, pain, so these would be pain medications include aspirin, which is a non-opiate mechanism of action in the inhibition of prostaglandin synthesis. Effects of this include the four A's. So the aspirin starts with A along with these four A's. Anagologesic, antipyretic, 
anti-inflammatory, antiplatelet. So it's an anagolastic, anagolagastic drug, so it's a pain reducer. Antipyretic, so it reduces fever. Anti-inflammatory, so it reduces inflammation. And it's also antiplatelet, so it's a blood thinner. Adverse effects associated with aspirin interferes with blood clotting, contraindicated with patients taking warfarin. Patients taking aspirin are contraindicated to take warfarin and vice versa. GI irritation, it's contraindicated with patients that have gastric ulcers. They are not allowed to take aspirin. Patients with gastric ulcers cannot take aspirin. Hypersensitivity, 15% of patients experience allergic reaction to aspirin. Asthma patients are at higher risk. It has an association with Rye syndrome, a potentially severe reaction in children with either chickenpox or influenza. Rye syndrome may result in liver toxicity and brain damage. Avoid aspirin in children. So aspirin in children is associated with Rye syndrome. Acetaminophen should be the drug of choice for children rather than aspirin. Tinnitus, ringing in the ears, usually at higher doses only associated with aspirin. We also have ibuprofen as a painkiller. It is non-opioid NSAID. Its brand names include Mortrin and Advil. Mechanism of action is inhibited of prostaglandin synthesis, similar to that of aspirin. Its effects include a pain reducer, fever reducer, along with an anti-inflammatory. Adverse effects, it interferes with clotting as it's a blood thinner, and it also has GI irritation. It is contraindicated in patients with gastric ulcers, and it can decrease the effects of many drugs, including ACE inhibitors, aspirin, beta blockers, steroids, loop diuretics, and lithium. Acetaminophen, which is the non-opioid, its brand name is Tylenol. Acetaminophen is Tylenol. Its effects are pain reducer, fever reducer, and anti-inflammatory. Adverse effects include hepatotoxicity and liver necrosis at high doses, overdose. Notes, anaglogesic drug of choice for children and patients on anticholagicans or ulcers. Anaglogesic drug of choice for post-operative pain and periodontal treatment. That is, acetaminophen is a drug of choice for many situations. Necrotics opioid drugs. So these are narcotic opioid drugs. These are narcotics and opioids. These block the pain receptors in the brain. Their effects are pain reducers. They suppress cough, sedation, and they have euphoria effects. So they make you feel really good. Probably shouldn't advertise that. Adverse effects. Respiratory, depression, sedation, nausea, vomiting, constipation, along with addiction. Examples include morphine, Tylenol-3, which is acetaminophen, and codeine-3, which is schedule-3. Tylenol-3 has a 3 in it, schedule-3. Acetaminophen and codeine is what is in Tylenol-3. Codeine is most commonly used in dentistry in combination with acetaminophen, which is Tylenol. Demerol and Dilidid and Vicodin. Narcan is an opioid antigen that reverses the effects of opioid drugs. That is, Narcan 
reverses the effects of opioid drugs and is used to treat opioid overdose, especially that of heroin, and it is found in the dental emergency kits. That is, Narcan is used to treat overdose of heroin and is found in the dental emergency kits. Methadone is used in the treatment of narcotic dependence and withdrawal. Taken once daily, it suppresses the need for narcotics for 24 to 36 hours. That is, methadone taken once daily suppresses the need for narcotics for 24 to 36 hours. Now we'll go over some antibiotics. Bactericidal kills bacteria. Bacteriostatic inhibits the growth and multiplication of bacteria. Resistance, the ability of an organism to be unaffected by an antimicrobial drug. Spectrum, the range of activity of a drug. Is it narrow or broad spectrum? Does it kill a wide amount of bacteria or just a few specific types of bacteria? Penicillin is the most commonly prescribed antibiotic in dentistry. It is bactericidal, so it destroys the cell wall, killing bacteria. The most likely antibiotic to produce an allergic reaction, however, and the most common side effects of the allergy is a rash. It, penicillin is safe for pregnant patients who are not allergic. Examples include penicillin VK and penicillin G. VK is preferred due to the more consistent absorption. <clears throat> Amoxicillin and amoxicillin are also variations of penicillin. So if you're allergic to penicillin, you are not able to take amoxicillin either. Macrocyte antibiotics are bacteriostatic drugs, so they don't kill the bacteria, but they inhibit growth. They may be used for pre-medication in dentistry. Examples include some um, big words that I don't really want to pronounce, so we'll just skip over that. Tetracyclides, broad spectrum, so they kill multiple types of bacteria. They're bacteriostatic, so they don't kill, they actually just inhibit their growth. They inhibit the protein synthesis used in the treatment of acne and penicillin-resistant periodontal infections, such as NUG. Should not be taken during pregnancy, early childhood due to tooth discoloration, so that's tetracycline, can cause tooth discoloration if taken during pregnancy or early childhood. And it should not be taken with dairy products, antacids, or iron, which bind with the tetracycline. Tetracycline concentrates in gingival cervicular fluid. <clears throat> we also have cephalosporins, action similar to penicillin. 10% of patients allergic to penicillin are also allergic to Keflex. Examples include Cephaclex, which is the Keflex, Cephalocor, and Cephuroxmine. <laughs> Antibiotics used to treat tuberculosis, Rifamin, Isodazidin, Pyrazinamine, and Ethamibutyl. Remember RIPE. They all start with R-I-P-E for RIPE. All four of these have to be used to treat active TB if only rimifepin is being used or isozin is being used. It's for prevention only to expose to one. And rifamipin will probably be the one that you get tested on the most. So you need all four for active, just a couple, or not all four for just exposure. Some other antibiotics include 
lindaminosin, first alternative for pre-medication if patient is allergic to amoxicillin. Use limited due to rare adverse reaction called pseudomembranous colitis. We also have metronidazole, which is flagel, used to treat anaerobic infections, treatment of periodontal infections, and ANUG. Do not use alcohol with metronidazole as it has an anti-abuse effect. Now we'll go over the duration of local anesthetic effects, like we were saying above. Bubivacaine is the longest duration, ridicane, lidocaine, prilocaine, and then mepivacaine has the shortest duration. So bubivacaine has the longest duration, mepivacaine has the shortest, and lidocaine is right in the middle. Vasoconstrictors and local anesthetic solutions, these prolong the and increase the depth of anesthesia, so vasoconstrictors, they prolong and increase the depth of anesthesia. They delay the absorption and decrease the toxicity. They decrease hemorrhage, and examples include epidephrine. So MRD is 0.2 milligrams in a healthy patient and 0.04 milligrams in a medically compromised patient which is about two cartules, so epidephrine is not contraindicated in a patient with controlled hypertension. So if the patient's hypertension is controlled, they can have epidephrine. And with those patients who are medically compromised, such as hypertension or another condition, you want to limit to two cartridges or 0.04 milligrams. Anti-anxiety drugs, also known as benzodiapines, include Valium. Um, these are short-term anti-anxiety drugs that are used for short-term treatment of anxiety and insomnia. They depress the CNS and increase sedation, anxiety reduction and sedation, anticoagulant. They are a muscle relaxant. They are non-anticholinergic, so they are not a painkiller. They are used in dentistry to reduce patient anxiety. Used in dentistry to treat TMJ disorders. And examples include Valium. Lorazepam and Xanax. Anti-anxiety drugs include nitrous oxide sedation, and this is a colorless, odorless gas used for conscious sedation and anxiety reduction. CNS is the major system affected by nitrous oxide sedation, and it works by raising the pain threshold, and is excreted through exhalation and is not metabolized in the body. The nitrous tanks are blue, the oxygen tanks are green. There's a G right in the middle of oxygen. And that G represents the green, G for green, G for oxygen. Nitrous tanks are blue, oxygen tanks are green. Overdose may cause nausea and vomiting. Contraindicated includes COPD, upper respiratory tract infection, or stuffy nose. Pregnancy, especially if it's the first trimester, emotional or behavioral instability, and communicational barriers along with abuse potential. Those are all contraindications for nitrous oxide. The highlights of those would be COPD, upper respiratory infection disorder, pregnancy, emotional or behavioral instability, communication barriers, and abuse potential are all anti or all contraindications of nitrous oxide.
prolonged exposure of nitrous dioxide may lead to tremors and other neurological symptoms, spontaneous abortion or miscarriage if you are pregnant while taking nitrous oxides, why it's important to avoid it, and along with numbness and tingling in the extremities. Some antidepressants include serotonin reuptake inhibitors, also known as SRIs, and this causes the central nervous system stimulation and xerostomia. Examples of SRIs include Prozac and Zoloft. We also have tricyclicated antidepressants, tricyclic antidepressants, and these include and these include Elevil, and these cause xerostomia. Do not use epinephrine with patients taking tricyclicated antidepressants. We have lithium, which is used to treat bipolar disorders, and Motrin is contraindicated with a patient taking lithium. So if you have a patient that's bipolar, they will take lithium, and if they're on lithium, they are unable to take Motrin. We have anticonvulsants, anticonvulsants, which include dilatin, which works by depressing the CNS to decrease seizures in patients with epilepsy. In gingival hyperplasia or enlargement occurs in 50% of patients. So the thing to remember about dilatin is that it is used to treat seizures and it causes gingival hyperplasia. Dilatin causes gingival hyperplasia. That's dilatin causes gingival hyperplasia. It's important to know the drugs that cause gingival hyperplasia. So if I come across one, I'll make sure to point it out and go over it. So hopefully it sticks in your head. So I know it's taking a while to stick in mine. Phenol orbital, which is a barbiturate used in the management of epilepsy. It causes sedation. We also have carbamazepine, which is used to treat partial seizures. And it may also be used to treat trigeminal neurologica. We have antihistamines, which include... Benadryl, which is most commonly used to treat mild allergic reactions. Side effects include sedation and xerostomia. Works by blocking histamine receptors in the body. H1 receptors cause vasodilation, vasoconstriction, pain, and itching when stimulated. H1 receptors cause vasodilation, bronchioconstriction, pain, and itching when stimulated. H2 receptors cause gastric acid secretion when simulated. So H2 is related to gastric acid. H1 receptors are vasodilation and brachial constriction. We have Claritin and Zyrtec, which are non-sedating antihistamines. So these ones do not make you tired. They're non-drowsy. Medications to treat and manage diabetes. Insulin is used to treat type 1, which is insulin-dependent diabetes. And is administered by sub- cutaneous injection. Hypoglycemia is the most common side effect of insulin. H1A1 level of less than 7 indicates good diabetes control for patients. So you want the H1A1C level to be less than 7. Oral hypoglycemic drugs, metformin. This increases the body's sensitivity to insulin and glyburidine stimulates the release of insulin from B cells of the pancreas.
we have medications to treat asthma. Two important mechanisms to treat asthma. We have one air passage bronchodilators. Examples include velotonin or albuterol, which is for immediate relief. We have severant, which is long acting. And we also have theophylline, which is an oral medication. Avoid this one with erythromycin. Remember that bronchodilators open the airways, they dilate. We have ventolin, which is also known as albuterol, which is an adrenergic drug beta receptor agonist. Bronchodilator opens the air passage. Inhaler can be used for immediate relief of bronchospasm, may be caused insomnia. So albuterol may cause insomnia and it is used as a bronchodilator to open the passages for immediate relief as an inhaler. Veridical steroids reduce inflammation used in long term to prevent asthma attacks. We have Flovent, we have Asthmacort, we have Palmacort, and we have others. These are not used for immediate relief but rather for long acting and that is cortical steroids are used for long acting, long acting relief. We have combination drugs such as the Advair discus, which combines the corticosteroids along with the bronchodilator. We have drugs that affect the GI tract, gastrointestinal tract, and this includes treatment of gastric ulcers and GERD, which is gastroesophageal reflex disease. So a lot of acid coming kind of up, kind of thing, kind of gross. We have sodium bicarbonate, systemic antacid, may be contraindicated in cardiovascular patients due to sodium content. We have proton pump inhibitor inhibitors, which inhibits gastric acid secretion, and they are used to treat. They're used to treat gastric ulcers and GERD. Examples include Prilosec and Prilosec, and those are proton pump inhibitors used to inhibit gastric acid secretion, used to treat gastric ulcers and GERD. Examples, Prilosec and Prevlicid are proton pump inhibitors. We also have the histamine blocking agents, which block H2 histamine receptors, which reduce acid secretion. Examples of these would include Tegument and Pepsid. We have biophosphate drugs. These drugs are used to treat cancer, often administered through IV. These drugs are also used to treat osteoporosis, Fosamax, oral medication, associated with osteonecrosis of the draw. So biophosphate drugs are associated with osteoporosis of the draw. It may result in impaired wound healing after surgery or other invasive treatments. The risk is much lower with oral use versus IV. The risk remains for many years after administration. So biophosphate drugs have risks that remain for many years, including the association with osteoporosis of the jaw. We have estrogen, which is a steroid hormone. It is used as a medication for a contraception. So if you want to have babies, take estrogen. Menopause therapy and menstrual distribution. Dis- disturbances. 
used so estrogen is used as a medication for contraception menopause therapy and menstrual disturbances concerns of taking estrogen may increase gingival inflammation nausea and vomiting are possible side effects along with it may promote endometrial cancer and breast cancer examples of Estrogen medications include estroderm and primerm. Primerin. Primerin. Pretinose. Pretinose is an intermediate acting steroid. It is used in the treatment of autoimmune and inflammatory disorders, Addison's disease, and allergy. It reduces the body's inflammatory response and suppresses immunity. Increases the risk of infection and delays healing. Patients taking prednisone may be at risk of adrenal crisis during times of stress and may need to take additional steroids for the appointment if they have taken 5 to 10 milligrams of steroids for longer than two weeks. Physical consultant necessary. So like always, when in doubt, consult the physician along with when in doubt, go by the manufacturer's warning and directions for dental materials and all that fun stuff that's another day oral side effects of drugs gingival hyperplasia and overgrowth so these drugs contribute to the gingival hyperplasia and overgrowth so these will be important to know dilatin procardia and cyclosporin dilatin procardia cyclosporin contribute to the gingival overgrowth growth Gingival bleeding. So these ones increase the gingival bleeding. Warfarin, aspirin, and aspirin is contraindicated in patients taking warfarin. Ibuprofen will also increase gingival bleeding. Xerostomia, diuretics, also known as water pills, which are used to treat hypertension. Calcium channel blockers used to treat hypertension, antihistamines, and a bunch of others. Many, many, many drugs will cause xerostomia, as you will come to notice. Drugs used to treat cardiovascular conditions include angia pectoris, also known as chest pain. Nitroglycerine is the drug of choice for angia. Nitroglycerine is the drug of choice for angia. Works as a vasodilator, opening of vessels to increase blood supply to the heart. Smooth muscle relaxant, administered some wingly during acute anemia episode. So for anemia pectoris or chest pain, if someone is having an acute episode, administer nitroglycerin under the <coughs> sublingually to increase the blood supply to the heart. For congestive heart failure, cardiac glycerides are the main family of drugs to treat cardiac heart failure. Increases the force and strength of the heart contraction. Example medications include, but not limited to, digitalis and lanoxin. Digitalis and lexoxin are for congestive heart failure. Congestive heart failure, you would take digitalis and lanoxin. Use vasoconstrictors such as epidephrine with caution during local anesthetic for those who have congestive heart failures. Anticoagulant therapy. So these would be blood thinners, 
that are used to prevent stroke and heart attack, especially after initial stroke or MI. Therapy attempts to reduce intravascular clotting. Patients taking these drugs are at increased risk of gingival hemorrhage. Patient examples include warfarin, prevents the formation and of the active form of vitamin K. INR is in is calculated from prothrombin time test to monitor effects. Common therapy INR range 1.0 to 4.0 for non-surgical dental therapy. Aspirin increases the bleeding of patients taking warfarin. Antibiotics may increase the effects of warfarin. Plavix is another name of aspirin. Actually, I don't know if that's true. I just have to look it here. High cholesterol treatment. So treatment for high cholesterol. Also known as anti-hyperlipidemics. So when you see anti-hyperlipids, anything like that in a drug, think anti-fat. Anti-fat is cholesterol that's clogging the veins. These are known as the statin drugs. So many of the names will end in statin. That is high cholesterol treatment drugs and in statin, which are the anti-hyperdynamics. These limit the amount of synthesis of cholesterol in the body. They decrease the triglyceride levels as well. Examples include Lipitor, Mevacor, Zocor, and Crestor. And the other names would be for the same exact drugs in the same order, Astrovastatin, Lavostatin, Simvastatin, Razuvastatin. As you can see, those end in the sten, and those are the anti-hyperlipidemics used to treat high cholesterol. For hypertension, many families of medication are used to treat hypertension or high blood pressure. Examples include diuretics or the water pills, beta-adrenic blocking agents, the beta-blocking agents, the calcium channel blockers, and ACE inhibitors. Diuretics are also known as water pills and they promote the excretion of sodium and water from the body. So diuretics are water pills that promote the excretion of sodium and water from the body. These decrease fluid blood volume and pressure. Thiazide diuretics include hydrochlorazide loop diuretics include lasics. Side effects of diuretics include xerostomia and orthostatic hypo tension. Beta adrenic blockers and an OL OL. Beta blockers and an OL OL. They reduce the blood pressure by decreasing cardiac output. Some examples include propranol, etinolol, metoprolol. Again, the beta blockers end in the OL OL. Avoid epinephrine with non-selective beta blockers. So if you remember, some beta blockers detect both sites, some attack just one, some attack the other. So if they attack both, make sure to avoid the epinephrine with non-selective beta blockers. Calcium channel blockers. Calcium channel blockers reduce blood pressure by causing systemic vasodilation. Side effects include gingival enlargement and xerostomia. Nifedipidine, procardia, and adulant are important to remember. These will increase gingival enlargement. Verpril, 
amphetamine and dilecidism are also other examples of calcium channel blockers. ACE inhibitors end in pril. I'll repeat that. ACE inhibitors will end in pril, P-R-I-L, or what ACE inhibitors will end in. And these block the production of angenotensin 2, resulting in vasodilation. Adverse reactions include altered taste, orthostatic hypotension, and dry cough. ACE inhibitors can cause dry cough, hypotension, orthostatic hypotension, and altered taste. Drug abuse information. Cocaine is a CNS stimulant. Very fun. Causes vasoconstriction and dilation of pupils. Crack cocaine abusers often present to the office with active dental decay. Heroin. Heroin is an opioid drug causing the CNS respiratory depression. Causes sedation and pinpoint pupils. Methamphetamine. Meth is a CNS stimulant associated with brain damage and severe oral effects. Males aged 19 to 40 are most commonly affected in this group. Abusers present with rapid carries, drostomy, and soda consumption. And that was for methamphetamine. Smoking and nicotine use. Nicotine replacement therapy helps to stop smoking. It supplies a low dose of nicotine without toxins found in smoking and reduces cravings. For nicotine, so it reduces the cravings for nicotine by supplying a small non-toxic dose. NRT, non-nicotine replacement therapy, may come in the following forms. Gum, inhalers, nasal spray, or a skin patch. Zybin and Shantex are medications used to reduce nicotine withdrawal and urge to smoke. And I'd like to thank you for joining into another episode of The High Tooth. Like always, I hope a point or two stuck with you and we get through this board passing thing one way or another. I'd also like to thank you for bearing with me for my pronunciations and whatnot during this episode as this is the high tooth, not the right tooth. Till next time.